What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 558th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Greg. Hello. You'll all be happy to know that my backyard lake is back. Yes, it's melting season and it all flows because we are on a slight slant. So it all flows to right below my steps and creates a giant ice rink because it's often in shadow. So getting out of my house is deadly, is exciting, but deadly. An obstacle course every morning. Yep. Uh, Hannah's also here. I am still in the same location for now, but I think I won't be next week. Hey, Went and did a Hannah huge on the Ikea trip. Yes. <laughs> Hannah on the Went move. and did a huge Ikea trip yesterday, so I think that after I put all that together this week, I will have a new place and a new background and be on the move at least one more time. We'll get Maddie on the move back. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. Okay, we got a, a show for you guys today. We have some anime news, some TCG news. There was a brand new Blissey event that came and went, but I think it's worth talking about. And then there were some awards that happened in Japan. Uh, you know, as broken as Scarlet and Violet did, it, it won some awards. I think it won the correct awards, I think. I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, start things off with the Pokemon anime, uh, which is, uh, this is off the Pokemon.com. Pokemon reveals Pokemon Horizons, the series as the official title of the next anime series. And then they, they have a trailer. They also posted uh character like screenshots. Also, they didn't change the names. Uh, the names are staying the same, uh, which I think we all thought the names were going to change, but. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> in Pokemon Horizons, the series, dual protagonist Liko, whose partner is Sprigatito, and Roy, which they don't say what his partner is, but I think it's Hoi Coco, according to the trailer. Yeah, it looks like it, but. Maybe it's that thing where, like, it takes eight episodes for Fue Coco yeah. to become said partner. Mm -hmm. Roy will encounter many characters during their journey, including a, a group led by Freddy and Captain Pikachu. That's what we're saying, Freddy, right? Furt, furt. Is that what we're saying? I don't, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was pronouncing it Freed in my yeah, head. I was pronouncing it oh. Freed too. Freed. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I, there's not... Freddy... Because the I is there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The I should be after the D. And Freed, Freed is a word. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is spelled F-R-I-E-D-E. Freed-E? -E. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm going to go with Freed. <laughs> it's German is the problem, okay. and I don't uh, know my German pronunciation well enough to. Well, they're called the Rising Volt Tacklers as their group. They're traveling across the Pokemon world in an airship. The Rising Volt Tacklers also include Orla, who enjoys mechanical and electrical work and is accompanied by their partner Pokemon Metagross. Uh, Murdoch, who is skilled at cooking, and his partner Pokemon Rockruff. And then Molly, I think I got all three of those names right, who specialize in healing treatments and their partner Pokemon is Chansey. And Ludlow, Liko, and Roy will... Who is this other person they just introduced? <laughs> Ludlow is this old Fisher person. Uh, we'll come across uh, um, Amethio, mm -hmm. uh, who is joined by their partner Pokemon Cerule Edge, 
and belongs to an organization called the Explorers, as well as a popular video stream streamer known as Neato Thing. That's pretty. That's a pretty good name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that. Pokemon Horizons, the series, is set to be a thrilling journey that explores the wonders and makes fascinating discoveries across the Pokemon world. Uh, that's what the vice president of marketing at Pokemon Company International said. Uh, the latest series will also shed further light on the mysterious adventures that await Liko and Roy as uh, we invite trainers to join the unraveling these secrets when the series premieres outside of Japan later this year. And then there was a trailer. and then. Um, I think this starts next month in Japan. Uh, yeah, I think it starts next month. Are we assuming this is going to Netflix? Yes, I think so. I, th- I think we're assuming I don't, that, yes. I don't think it's been stated, but given that Netflix has the other Pokemon special stop motion animation coming up, it does seem like Netflix is keeping a hold of all the Pokemon stuff. They have that, um, gosh, I watched it the other day. Watch, watching it was a, put an asterisk there. Uh, the Arceus. You had it on the other day. The Arceus adventure thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk of, okay, so that was that should have been just the movie. They just broke it into three episodes. They just broke it into three Pretty episodes. Much. Yeah. Talk about boring. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty dull. And I, I remember they wanted because uh, they they premiered it in in London, and they're like this big premiere at Worlds. And a bunch of people were like, are, are you seeing the movie tonight? Or like, we're sitting together? And I was like, I didn't pay $1,400 to fly to London, sit in the hot sun with the sunset in my face, watching a movie outside. Not that, that is attitude. going to be on Netflix in like two months. I'm so glad I did not. <laughs> there were, there were moments. It. I don't even remember what it was about i remember cynthia's like hey we have ruins i remember <laughs> is this the second time we see brock's rocket ship or is this the first time we saw brock's rocket ship i cannot remember oh you mean his like rocket car thing yeah his, yeah, like, yeah it's yeah it's it's in here yeah i think this is the first time where i went I why did <laughs> brock what when did brock become a doctor and when did he get a rocket ship uh him becoming a doctor makes sense story. though you could miss like 300 episodes and when he came back and he was like, oh, I'm a doctor now. I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then he was like, oh, my happy and he evolved into Blissey. I was like, oh, that's tight. I don't remember anything else. Oh, I have a rocket <laughs> ship. What? Oh, Cynthia has a Rose Raid. Yeah, we know. We've played the games. Uh, I, think Brock, I think Brock's rocket ship made the biggest impact out yeah, of oh, that Definitely. Thing. I remember that part. I remember something about them dressing like olden times for reasons. Oh, yeah, that lasted like five minutes. That was... I, yeah, I don't remember. I was like, hey, I remember there's this Legends Arceus game, and they dress like this. <laughs> I, I I don't know why I thought from like the trailer that they were going to... some time travel shenanigans. Yeah. Right, or they were going <laughs> to wear that outfit for, I don't know, maybe at least half the movie. They had that... I was like, oh, we're done with the outfit already? We're done. We're <laughs> okay. done. And they, they didn't even catch new Pokemon. They fake caught the starters for no... Just like, hey, go play this game. You know, hey, you Pokemon traders that have been literally p- catching Pokemon for 25 years now, let's have you go through a sequence where you do the thing that you have done for 25 years now. It's really hard to uh, talk about the ending to the series that happened... Uh, I think we were all wrong in saying that 
they they wouldn't get rid of Ash. Um, so, uh, spoiler, I guess, if you don't want some story beats that have happened, even though they've been all over the internet, there was like really hard to avoid because everyone was talking about Ash leaving. So just minor spoilers if you want to wait another six months to then watch Ash leave. He left like two days ago. <laughs> but I, I'm still shocked that they're like, okay, Ash is done. But a- I, after seeing screenshots and how open-ended they left that last episode i don't think he's done at all anymore okay they they can't be done like whether or not he's going to make appearances or they're going to do smaller shorts like they need to keep the ip they need to keep the character in their control they Mm -hmm. need to keep the copyright and for 25 years this has been the face of your anime like it's like saying they haven't done a new Cinderella movie in the last 20 years, but Disney's done with Cinderella. No, 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 they're not. They're not. They're never done. They're never <laughs> going to be done. It will become, they will never end. They're not letting that go with their grubby little hands. I don't want to do any stretching. The internet does enough stretching to make my own back hurt. But I, I think I do agree with Joe, Mr. Joe Sarabi over at sarahb.net uh he's also he t- he did a tweet that was like i don't know if i should secretly number the new episodes as a continuation of the current anime because he also thinks that like what if this Liko and roy thing is only a year or so and then we go back to ash they like left it hmm. so open and again i don't want to do too much stretching but like ash rejoining with pidgeot I feel like is also us rejoining with Ash later. Like that that interaction between him and Pidgeot of like, oh, it's been so long, but we're going to pick up where we left off is also like a, a signifier to us of like, oh, you know, if Ash goes away, we can just pick up where we left off. Uh, because I mean, they, they could. It, it's the the problem that they have doing it too soon. And like, I don't think what happened with the year or not is that you... Like, there's already a problem of media and media of with the generations like caring about characters because things are so short lived right now. So there's a sense of like emotional betrayal when you say goodbye to something and then a year later, like that quickly, it comes back. It generally just angers people like what you did before is meaningless. Like people do it now with things they saw as a child that was 30 years ago. Like, how dare you step on my childhood? Like we didn't. It's been 30 years. But like, I I don't think I don't think it's going to be like. And then a year later, here comes another series with Ash. I have a feeling they may do special episodes with Ash and Ash will appear as Mm -hmm, a force. mm -hmm. But I don't think we would see another major series with Ash for at least five to ten years. That's generally the generational cycle that happens. Like ten years, they'll bring something back for a new generation that parents are attached to. Because parents are like, oh, I love this as a kid and now I'm going to make my kid watch it. And then their kid gets attached to it. And then they grow up in that weird you know, high school age when nobody cares. And then another ten years pass, they have kids. And then they do the same cycle again. It is starting to seem, I think that some people have picked up on words that make it seem like Liko and Roy are only going to be around for Paldea, and maybe not beyond that. So I'm not sure what comes after that. I am okay if they're only around for Paldea, 
but I kind of don't want Ash in there. I kind of want this to be a whole new story. I'm kind of excited for that. <laughs> well, Ash will be an adult, and then, we, then <laughs> both will be his children from different people. Yep. And uh, wait, who is Ash supposed to be dating? What did the internet want? Serena, Bianca. right? Not, no, not <laughs> Serena. You have, a, you have Serena fashion obsessed, and you have a literal legendary Pokemon in Bianca. The choice is obvious. Before we move on from this, I, I, I think I've said this before. It's just like, it's really hard to be, I, this is maybe no one's fault. It's really hard to be excited for a new anime and then to like be a bit bummed that Ash is leaving when we don't even have half the episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, it's so hard to avoid the last, like what, the, the 12 bonus episodes they did of like Ash's farewell tour. Yeah. Because they're just everywhere. They're all yeah. on the internet. Like, sites are covering them, like IGN or Nintendo Soup. Or, like, and like everyone's covering it. And rightfully so, it's a big deal. But it's also, like, it's not you here. can't watch it. Yeah. yeah I can't watch what? it. And then, like, when I do watch it in, what, five months? Like, I'm, it will still be fine. Like, I'm still excited to yeah. watch it. It's just, it's, there's just, like, this weird disconnect. It's just yeah. frustrating with as many anime that are simulcast that generally take, you know, a few days to a week at most to come up with a good translation for subtitles that they aren't doing it for this. And we can't even say that Netflix does it because Netflix has multiple languages and multiple <laughs> subtitles on multiple animes. Like Netflix has the capability of doing it. It's just it's it's frustrating and weird to me that for such a huge linchpin of the Pokemon franchise, they are still fine with a six month to a year delay to get English voice dubbing. Despite the fact that all their social media is trying to hype up the right happening as it's happening in Japan when you still can't watch it here. Yeah, it's such a it's just it it bothers me. What what's what's uh, what's the delay here of like Sarah I Sarah Natachenny the voice of Ash feels like sh she'll record at any time. Yeah. And for like a huge ending to a series, if you're going to like line it like put the effort in to like line this all up. Like if she's no longer going to be Ash because there is no Ash for and a uh, wink wink there's no Ash. Why not put extra effort into being like, okay, let's try to wrap up this series so everyone gets it at the same time? Like, why are we, why are we, why is Americans, sorry to sound selfish, but also why is the rest of the world besides Japan yeah. having to wait when social media is like, Ash is leaving, here, big deal, you'll be able to experience it later this year. We're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, I understood it when it started right like we just didn't have simulcast in the 90s that just wasn't a thing and it was hard to get anime and there were a whole bunch of restrictions and a lot of that is gone i don't understand especially how long sometimes they take between putting the series on netflix like when the old one ends and the new one comes there's months sometimes between those where it's like just put i guarantee you the actors will record i guarantee you the problem is not the <laughs> actors i mean it may be that they don't have a localization team that does the scripts very fast but like even that's strange like i i can't come up with as which 
with my knowledge of how generally the industry works, a good reason at this point why there's a six month delay. Are I, I are just, the people who produce because like, I don't think it's a voice actor thing. Are the people who produce the show working on other shows? I don't. I mean, if you're a producer, you're not doing that much. You're having meetings. <laughs> I mean, you're not doing like producers don't do the actual work. Like they aren't in the voice studios. I mean, they are sometimes overseeing things, but generally the directors are the people that are directing the voice actors who are in the recording and the animation has already been right, done. The, the, the hard part is like oh, the animation. The animation's done and the script has been written. It just needs to be translated. So I, 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 I cannot understand with as many other series that are simulcast and there's other series that do dubs a lot faster, like they can get those dubs done in a month, like why we have such a huge delay. I just I cannot fathom the decision that's gone into not trying to push it forward. Do we here know if all of the different language dubs come out at the same time? Is that what they're aiming for? They can, but most other anime series don't, right? Like the mm -hmm. English will come first and then a month later, the other languages will come because there's translations things. But again, those tend to be slightly smaller animation studios that have timing issues. Other ones can do the whole thing pretty quickly if they're huge. They just don't seem to prioritize it here. And I don't. Uh, well, speaking of things that come out later. The new Pokemon trading card game expansion for Scarlet and Violet Paldea Evolved is coming on June 9th. Uh, this was in Japan Triple Beat, uh, which we've talked about before. Uh, the Paldea Evolved will also this week is when the new TCG starts, by the way. <laughs> so the the silver borders instead of the yellow borders uh you you could get the cards already if you went to a uh what do they call those pre pre-release uh, i can't remember what they call those yeah yeah yeah. get your building battle box get some packs yeah, yeah i'm sure there's somebody listening being like i got 16 cases of cards right now yeah like people sell them early though like the official release date is like <laughs> end of the month but yeah yeah i'm, sh I'm sure you could find them uh, Paldea Evolved will introduce more Pokemon EX, which sport high HP as well as powerful attacks and abilities, but they give up two prize cards when knocked out. Trainers will continue to see Terra Pokemon EX in the new expansion, including Slowking, Fortress, and Dedenne, displayed in full art illustrations to capture the unique crystal effects of uh, the characters. Alternate art styles will be introduced for illustrations, rare, and special rare cards allowing for trainers to collect unique cards that spotlight Pokemon's personality traits or evolutions. There will be 15 Pokemon EX, 3 Terra Pokemon EX, 36 Illustration Rare, 18 Ultra Rare Pokemon EX, and 8 Ultra Rare Supporter Cards, 15 Special Illustration Rare and Supporter Cards, and then 9 Hyper Rare Gold Etch Cards, which can include Pokemon EX, Trainer, and Energy. We have rare, ultra rare, special illustration rare, and hyper rare. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no rainbow rare though. Rainbow rare no is gone. Rainbow rare. Rainbow rare gone. Rainbow rare was always like either people loved them or hated them. I think for the most part, people like the gold rare. 
And people like illustration rare because they're like full art. Yes. Yes. The illustration rares are just yeah, amazing. Yeah, I like the illustration rares. So these are different. These are always slightly different sets than what happened in Japan, right? Like they're weird combinations. Yeah, because Japan does a, they do like a maybe 70 to 90 card set about once a month, give or take. Maybe five weeks if they're, you know, run behind on something. But yeah, Triple Beat m- merges a couple together. Um, also, Japan will do like, this is Scarlet set, this is Violet set. So then they slap those oh, together. Yeah, and then, yeah. Got it. Yeah. And this Paldea Evolved set, if I'm following it right, this will be the first set of Paldea Pokemon that will be in stores and stuff? No, this is the second set. Oh, okay. I so thought the, the first one wasn't available in, like, Target. The first set is just Scarlet and Violet, and that will be available in Target, I think, okay. on Thursday, technically. No, 31st, Friday. Cards this weekend, first Paldea cards this weekend, and then second set, June 9th. And then that would be July, August, September. Then we would get the next set, end of September, early October. Every three months. And the art just keeps getting better. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's true. That's the one thing I have to say about the cards. The art just keeps getting better. Very, very, very true. Good art. And somebody made a commander-like version of the Pokemon TCG card game called the Gym Leader Challenge, and I'm sort of into this. That sounds fun. Yeah, I haven't read a lot about it or how it works, but like I read enough to be like, oh, okay, it is. It is basically based off of Magic Commander. Because you have to have monotype, like you are a gym leader of a monotype. And then again, it has a singleton rule. So you have to have a, a one copy of the card in there. I don't know how well it works, but I've seen people talking about it. And that excites me. Uh, yeah, Paldea Evolved is on pre-order from Pokemon Center. Uh, they, 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 they're still doing their like Pokemon Center ETB, which I think it's like Maybe the only thing you should get from Pokemon Center, you should probably not get an entire booster box from Pokemon Center because you're paying too much money for a booster box from Pokemon Center. It's 161 on Pokemon Center. Usually you can go to a Cool Stuff Inc. or a Troll and Toad for like 120. The reason, and the reason it's cheaper there is because they order so many that they're still making a profit. Versus, well, like on Pokemon Center, you're literally just paying $4 a pack. It's just four times 32 or whatever. <laughs> like, they're not giving you any discount. <laughs> uh, the ETB is okay. There's also a, a Cyrus Premium Collection and a Clara Premium Collection on Pokemon Center. And those those are, like, really cool, and they're, they're pretty worth it. And I almost pulled the trigger on those, but then I'm like, oh, they have the yellow border, and we're switching to silver border. Mm. And maybe what if I just bought those cards separately? Just, like... <laughs> I think it comes with like four of each, but I like oh, I just need one for the collection. I'm not gonna play these. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a break, and then when we come back, we got a bunch of Scarlet and Violet. Re- I still want to say Sword and Shield. We got a bunch of Scarlet and uh, Violet related news, so we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Honey. Honey searches for the internet's best coupons, so you don't have to. I've heard about Honey for a long time, and they were like, "Hey, we want to want to do some ads." And I was like, "All right, let me let me let me let me give it a little test drive here. Let me let me see what's up." 
I was like, I'm gonna give it the super hard test drive. We're not going down the street. We're going down the highway. So I was like, let me see how well it works on my iPad. And holy cow, blown away about how easy it was that the little safari was like, here's honey. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, let's buy something. And I was like, I need a new pair of Crocs. This is, this is, this is the test drive. And we went to Crocs. Uh, added some Pokemon gibbets. This is a real story. I'm not making this. this is a re- I've, I've added Crocs <laughs> and Pokemon gibbets. And then I got to check out. And then Honey popped up. And it was like, we found five coupons. We're going to try it. I was like, do it. Do, do your magic. And then it was the first coupon. It was like 10% off. I was like, okay, pretty good. $10 off. And I was like, oh, very good. And then all of a sudden it was like $20 off. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> I didn't do anything and it got me $20 off my Crocs and Jimmy's. I've heard of honey being used by people for years and years. I knew a lot of people in college who were college students who needed to budget and used honey a whole lot for their online shopping. Used it through then and it's still going now. Pretty much, as far as I can tell, a long-lasting, well-integrated service. I am I am that person though that when I get any time like a website has like coupon code, I'm I like Google to see if there is coupon and then I like copy and paste and same. Yep, absolutely. Every but time. like if Everybody you are, should. Yeah, 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 totally. But if you're that person that does that, like Honey is going to do it for you. This just makes it easier. They're just gonna, Honey makes it easier. They get started by going to joinhoney.com/pkmncast and you get started for free. And it's been for, like then charge just. It just works. You just plug it in. Good, good to go. Joinhoney.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. This podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You've heard us talk about how important it is for a VPN to protect your online privacy. But choosing a VPN you trust is equally as important. We make sure that at least one of us likes said sponsor or uses said sponsor or plans to use said sponsor. And then we go at that sponsor. And we did that with ExpressVPN because Will has been ExpressVPN for a long time. Much like a popular television commercial from the 70s and early 80s, I'm using it right now. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to have a tear rolled on your cheek. No. (laughs) I'm soaking in it. That was the catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I actually have ExpressVPN going right now as we're recording, and clearly the audio and video are not impacted uh, at all as part of this process. So, yeah, look, I know the I know the ad is like, hey, you know, read this intro, but it's true. Like when when sponsors come to us, the deal the deal here is one of the three of us has to like said sponsor. <laughs> For us to accept the sponsor, if all three of us are like... And one of us has to not... One of us has to like it, but one of us has to not actively outright hate it. <laughs> Correct. Um, Which, that, 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 that is not that is not true of ExpressVPN. I think all of us like ExpressVPN, actually. There's a couple things here for ExpressVPN. One, they, they, they do not log your activity online. There's a lot of cheaper or free VPNs that make money by selling your data to your advertisers. ExpressVPN doesn't do this. They even have a de- they even developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. The last thing that we will say that it's really sets ExpressVPN apart is really it's just super easy to use. You don't need a whole lot of tech to get it up and running. You just fire up the app, tap a button to connect, and you're set. It's really just that easy. If you want to protect yourself with a VPN that we use here on the show, 
you can use expressvpn.com slash pkmncst to get three extra free months on your one-year package. That is expressvpn.com slash pkmncst to get an extra three months on your free one-year package. And we are back. They uh, from a break. Uh, Thank you. And and oh, I was gonna get you. <laughs> so so much on that one. In in Scarlet and Violet, they repeated Decidueye. Although this is the first time they they didn't put a week in between. Um, it was Decidueye and then Decidueye. So I don't know if that's the new plan going forward. Uh, the second week is never never as popular as the first week. Nah. And and randoms are real wild. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i yeah although i did at one point i switched i put taunt on my maridon to taunt at the beginning so it couldn't sword stance because i was seeing how people would be like full-blown attack it would throw its shield up like at the second turn and i'm like let's just do this let's just help a bunch of these poor people so yeah, it will I mean, never sword stance have time, if they didn't have time to build a pokemon for the first round why would they have time to build a <laughs> yeah. pokemon for the second <laughs> they did <round>? they didn't <laughs> the taunt the taunt strat worked for a lot of randos we we got through it without a problem although boy people make some oh you mean the feather choice. you're taunting to prevent feather dance so they could and sword dance. dance got it right 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 right. yeah yeah because feather dance doesn't matter if they're bringing Marida. yeah yeah but the sword dance that happens like right after it puts up a shield stops that from happening yeah i so, like let's get it instead of so every raid big raid event they would do like two promoted pokemon um for example with greninja i think they promoted like bronzong and maybe gengar or something i don't remember exactly what it was but you know in case with charizard i think it was mimikyu and florges um ideally it was that, like what, maybe and florges were one of them I think it was for Charizard because Charizard was Dragon. Charizard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the the concept there was if you didn't have a Pokemon, you could do a raid for if you didn't have a Pokemon to counter Charizard or whatever, you could do one of these promoted ones like Florges, and it would be level seventy five, and you would get some candies, and ideally, hopefully, you would level it up to hundred, and you have a pretty decent raid counter against Charizard. Like Florges was actually not a bad pick for Charizard yeah. at all. Uh, maybe Bronzong not the best, but you know. For Greninja, you take what take it for what it's worth. And for Decidueye, they didn't do that at all. Which, on one thing, you could be like, maybe no one was doing these. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably it. Yeah. But this weekend, or this past weekend, it's over now, is when you're listening to it. They did Blissey and Terror Raids. So th- they had a repeat of Decidueye, but then they added a brand new raid event for Blissey. And then Blissey, you would get um, delightful rewards, their words, not mine, such as XP candies and various Terra shards. Lucky trainers might even encounter a Blissey that grants a load of additional Terra shards with different Terra types, in which you can use to change your Pokemon's Terra type at the Treasure Eatery in Medali for 50 shards. And that this might be the best raid event they have ever done. It was many shards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a, the rewards were a lot, but the raid itself was kind of boring. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you only do those kind of things for the rewards. Yeah. I mean, I I spent a night doing them. What was it? Friday night I did it. I did like a bunch and I was like, I yeah, 
good. I'm, this is fine. I've been too busy moving. I really wanted to do them, and I missed the entire thing. Yeah, they 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 pumped out the shards, which I guess the one thing they haven't like pumped out is Herba Mystica. Yeah, but I don't see them doing that anytime soon. I no, I don't either. No, um, not until the DLC when it's mm-hmm. like we got nothing else to bring you people back. It's it's weird in in this game where you can almost. I, I will say almost very loosely, you can almost guarantee a shiny within 30 minutes of using proper Herba Mystica. And I, I know Greg's stance of like make shinies easier. I totally get yeah, that. 100%. Like, I, I'm not just dis- kill it. I'm not disagreeing with it. I think getting one shiny in 30 minutes or maybe multiple is pretty good. I think it's really great. And at least every time I've used an Herba Mystica, and I feel. Uh, one, I I feel the the suspense of like, oh, I'm on a 30 minute timer, uh, and I don't like stuff like that. Like I hated, uh, I, I as much as I like Majora's Mask, I hated Majora's Mask because there was always like a clock running. Uh, what was that f- uh, zombie game? It was like the the very first zombie game on Xbox 360. Uh, not Dead by Daylight, but that game had a timer too, and I absolutely hated it. I feel like when I use an Herba Mystica and I'm on a timer and I'm like, oh, man, this feels like forever. And then I pull it up and it's like, oh, I'm, I, it's only been 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> it hasn't actually been forever. It's only been 10 minutes. It's just been intense. Right. You've just been into it. Correct. And then I think about old shiny. Like I've, I've shiny hunted in like Leaf Green and Pokemon Crystal, Ultra Sun Moon, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, X and Y, Black. Like I hunted in every pokemon game out there if you got a shiny in like four hours in ultra sun ultra moon that was considered like fast lucky like you you like wow like and like if i did a stream and i streamed six hours and i got two shinies through sos and sudden moon my twitch chat would be like why are you so lucky like, yeah how how did you get yeah. two in six hours and now we're at a point where it's like you're getting almost one every 30 minutes which I think is I think is fine because the thing to get that is a little bit hard. I'm doing air quotes for the audio. A little bit harder to get. Like Herba Mystica is not that hard to get. And also, I think getting Herba Mystica re- respects your time. Like you are doing a raid. You're not like powering on and off your console. You're not like walking in a circle you're not like walking back and like you're doing you're doing something that involves like a little bit of thinking so i i would assume that most people play games because like you know they make you think in a little bit right like a shooter you gotta like where's your movement and a mario game get your jumping racing game how are you gonna take that turn you're 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 doing a raid and then like five star raids have a a 10% chance to drop an Mystica. six star raids have a 13% chance there's a handful of raids that have a little bit higher like Vaporeon or or why am I Ferrigraph and why am I blanking on what gives more Dondozo I think the balance is there it's just so weird that the, you have almost two sides people complaining that shinies are too easy but then also people complaining that Herba Mystica is hard to get i don't think either is true (laughs) yeah it's when you put them together that it starts to make sense it's just that this is the first time in a while where to get shinies you're actively playing the game the whole time right 
Yes, I think you're right. Like when you put them together, the time sync makes sense for sure. I remember like Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, where you were supposed to get to like a chain of 32 and then people would just stand there and they would be like, then they would like complain that shiny hunting was just standing there. And then I would say, well, you could keep catching. (laughs) And not only would that make the Pokemon easier to catch because there was a threshold in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, where if you caught like a hundred, it would permanently make them easier to catch. And I, I, I showed time and time again, if you caught a bunch, you would then get a bunch of candy and then you could sell that candy. So you were like actively making money. And I thought the economy in that game was good. Because it rewards you for playing. If you kept doing an action, you got a reward, and then that reward got you money, and then you wouldn't have to like do other things to get the money. Uh, and then we learned three years later that if you just stood there, you actually weren't getting better odds. The better odds only happened when you caught, you kept catching. When and you it's were like actually playing the game. You were, yeah, the, they the, want you to actually play the game. So, like, in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, they wanted you to actually keep playing to get the good shinies. And it's like the same thing here, where they want you to do raids to get Urban Mysticas, and then they're rewarding you with, like, I don't like using the word easy, but, like, I don't know how it's, like, easier shinies. Like, I don't know, quicker shinies? I don't know, like, the... Faster. Faster shinies. Like, sure, you could be unlucky and use Urban Mystica and not get any, right? That's just RNG. But, like, uh, on average... Comparing this game to like Ultra Sun on Ultra Moon, you know, a shiny in four hours through SNS is considered fast. A shiny in 30 minutes to me, I, I think, is considered fast. So I'm sure they will do an Urba Mystica event. I'm sure, yeah, I'm that's sure what I'm that will for. happen. But I, th- I think I think they have a good balance of like, I don't know. I like like I, I, I do think Greg has a good point of like why are we artificially making these rarer because they're still fun to get even on community day when they're one in 25 it is still fun to get and i think what they i think the pokemon company did such a great thing and I, i i championed this all through sword and shield because another thing you hear is well shinies just aren't rare or special anymore or my my shiny is devalued which is such a weird argument to me because like they don't don't have value (laughs) spoiler alert they don't they don't have value even even in a sense like let's say greg and i were were hunting in pokemon crystal together you know what what horror alternate universe is this (laughs) who this is when i start going on my multiverse of madness to find the other person other me that has such horrific taste that we are Choosing to play Crystal to shiny hunting. Well, I you need know, to Greg, hunt you got, you them got, you, down. You got a little more free time nowadays. Not no amount of free time will make me stoop that low. So okay, in in the in the fantasy world that is Greg and I hunting in okay. Pokemon Crystal. Let's say we both wanted to go for an Ekans, and I don't know why Ekans. And I, I I get my Ekans in a hundred encounters, and Greg gets his Ekans in sixteen thousand encounters. Mine's worth more, right? That was the like the because point. Because I like, make more money in theory per hour than you do, <laughs> so my hours build time that I'll be billing the Pokemon Company for my time to get that will be a much higher bill than yours. 
Time is money. Like, it's so hard to be like, well, well, I put more effort in. I, I mean, you did the same repetitive action over yeah. and over. It's just <laughs> RNG was effort. not. Effort of wandering <laughs> around doing the same thing. It, no, it's like when, and again, it's like when CEOs are like, I work all the time. You had seven meetings. That's nothing. You did nothing. You did nothing. <laughs> but I think what they did in Sword and Shield, which they carried over here, was introduced marks. So if you did want something that felt more rare or unique or special, a, a marked shiny would theoretically or statistically, let me change my word, statistically be more rare than like a one in 8,000 shiny. Because even if you had shiny charm in Sword and Shield, one in 1365 times one in 100 is mathematically, I'm just using a bunch of big, they're big words to me because I'm, I have a poor education. Mathematically, that's more than 8,000 because it would be those two numbers to times each other. And they carried that over here. And they introduced another thing on top of that, which is big or small. So you could get, I want a big shiny. I want a small shiny. I want a rare mark shiny. I want a personally personality mark shiny. I want a big shiny with a personality <laughs> mark like yeah this is all just yeah. more artificial rarity but if you want something that's really 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 artificially rare you have the options to yeah. go for yeah. but, and, no, and no one's stopping you from doing it and you can still have fun and you can and, and if you want to flex you know again in the greg yeah. and i situation i could be like well greg and i well we both got ekans and and crystal what is more there was there's no rareness between them besides one took longer than the other whereas i could be like well, I spent a week getting go-goats, and I finally got a big, shiny go-goat. And you can be proud of that, and that's totally... I mean, you can be yeah. proud of your regular go-goat, right? Like, it yeah. might be your first shiny. Um, but for those people who want something more rare, and they're maybe complaining that the rarity is gone or shinies are too easy, you can... There are harder shinies to get. Like, a big shiny is harder to get than a non-big shiny. I, I, I mean, I actually think that a lot of these people are struggling with the concept of you value something that doesn't have value and you want other people to value it as much as you do. And people don't. The company doesn't like <laughs> I think they are definitely struggling with this idea that community days exist and it's easier and they're struggling to make sense of i spent so much time doing this and they can't comprehend that it's fine for only them to care about it and i think that is there was a culture of because you know that you were a lot younger when it was a lot harder it was like oh you got this thing and it's so rare and that's so exciting and then as you get older and you realize how valuable time is it's harder to look at people who had to spend less time getting the same result and understanding that both are equal. You just can't comprehend that you have a different value system and it's no longer good enough for you to be proud of what you did. You now have to, you feel like all of these other people have to be proud of what I did for this to be worth the time that I spent on it. And it's like, find the happiness in yourself. You would be so wildly excited if you walked into a new area and the first thing you found was a shiny but people will say well, it only took you one 
you only you found it in one. That doesn't count. It took you no time to find that. Like like the the thought process that you're jumping through to try to make other people value the thing that you care about isn't worth the time, and they are never going to care as much as you do. They just aren't. You know, it's funny as I was I was doing Twitch Rivals this this past week, and for those that missed it, it was uh, Twitch picked sixty four different streamers. You know, there was pretty well-known streamers that that participated like shady penguin was in it shofu was in it right and the it was a two-day event the first day event was a speed run like try to get through the game as fast as possible you were the the number one qualifier was how many gym badges you had or titan badges or team star badges right and then if there was a you know if, if hannah and i both had eight gym badges the second qualifier would be like how many unique pokemon did you catch in between and you had four hours to do that. And then day two was uh, battle. It was, you know, build a team and then try to battle. And you had to use fresh save files. You couldn't trade. You couldn't go online. And I had like three three takeaways from this. Number one is when I walked out of the like tutorial zone and I'm like trying to like get my Flamigo because like Flamigo is like one of the best Pokemon to speed run it with. I, I ran into a shiny Lechonk. So like full odds, no sandwich. <laughs> and I, I was both like over the moon excited because there's this there's this pink lechonk here, but also like my speed run. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> no, this is gonna take me time. <laughs> and I had like a level like six Sprigatito, and it's a level 18 shiny lechonk, and I have like four Pokeballs, and I'm like I can't. I didn't save because I'm like running as fast as possible to Flamigo. My only mission was to get to Flamigo and avoid everything else. And this, I, and I end up catching Le- Lechonk. It almost knocked me out. I almost failed it, which would have probably been worse, right? Because like right, not only would I lose the yeah. shiny Lechonk, I would lose a bunch of time because it would push yep. me back to a Pokemon yeah. Center. <laughs> so that was like again, like I didn't do anything fancy for Le- Le- shiny Lechonk. It was it was. I'm sure there's tons of players that they, you know, they open up Scarlet and Violet and or any Pokemon game and the first Pokemon they see is shiny. It, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. It feels so it's it's like on commute day. The first Pokemon, the first Fennekin you tap on is shiny. It feels amazing, right? It's like, wow, the first one I tapped on is shiny. Anyways, um, shiny LeChonk caught what she's an all star. Uh, yeah. the, the second takeaway is that. I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in a new game and we we go through it as fast as possible because it's new and it's exciting. Playing through Scarlet and Violet fresh and trying to go through it as fast as possible when other people are trying to go through it as fast as possible. That game is big. Like there is like in four hours, I ended up getting seven gym badges, one team star, all five Titans. And I did that with just a Flamigo and I watched speedrun videos before I did it. But I was like, you are skipping so much of that game. That is not catching any other Pokemon. That is not picking up any items you don't need to off the ground. That is skipping through all of the dialogue as fast as you can. These games are huge. And I guess I didn't really like fully appreciate that because, you know, you play it every day and you're like, I'm I'm in this area. I'm in this area. I'm going over here. Um, Obviously, more towns are, are, are some towns are more important than other towns. But I don't know. I guess I guess I, I walked away with like these games are really ambitious. And it's it, it is unfortunate that they're they're 
broken and it does kind of suck that like you fall through the floor or your game crashes but like these are really amb- they, they, they are yeah, really ambitious i don't think anybody denies that they are ambitious i think the question is is were they were they too ambitious <laughs> yeah for what they what they what they budgeted and planned for and i think the answer at at i think we have to say that yeah they were too ambitious for what they actually could produce it is a it is a very very buggy game and i the question is is what is the remedy to that and i i don't know cuz i don't think time is the remedy to that no i mean i think I, and i was thinking about that more as i was playing and the the third the third takeaway i had is i never I, I I I think I ended up winning like five hundred dollars for the the two days. Like I I I went I went like six and one in the the competitive battle thing, which I'm like really proud of. Like I I there was four divisions. I I did well enough that they put me in division one with all like the pro players. I beat one pro player. I got eliminated by the second. It was just single round elimination. So like I'm really proud of that. But in order to get to six and one, I spent twelve hours straight after a four hour speed run trying to build a team from scratch with no Terra shards, no experience candy, no way to like trade or help. Like thinking, do I beat the elite four and try to get through area zero for a small chance to find a six star raid to get a small chance of dropping a hidden ability capsule? Because so many Pokemon's good abilities are hidden abilities, which don't exist in the wild. And I, I was mentally exhausted from doing all of that. But I, I also like doing all of that and being like, OK, well, I never want to do this again. <laughs> I also thought like I wouldn't be upset if Pokemon games went back to kind of like Sword and Shield, where they're, where they're linear in a way, but there's multiple open areas. Like I yeah. still thinking about the Crown Tundra and thinking about the Isle of Armor. I thought those areas were fantastic. They were. And I, I don't think I really needed to, like, walk from the Crown Tundra to the Isle of Armor to feel like a connect. Like, it's cool. When it, it, it's cool that you can walk everywhere in Scarlet and Violet, but also, like, you could just fly. <laughs> and like I the- don't know. I, I feel differently about it. I love being able to live in the Pokemon world and just have the whole thing available to me. And I think that especially the story benefited or could benefit from being non-linear in the way that it was i know that there is a big conversation there and a lot of debate there but in my experience i greatly benefited from it and the story to me was good because of it i I, no, i i liked it i just i wouldn't be upset if we went back to a little bit more linear of a game if if that a little bit more linear fixes all the issues i mean i still stand by you have to tell a much smaller and shallower story when you cannot control when people interact with things. If you do not have a linear path, you cannot tell a very deep story. There's probably an open world game that does a good story that I can't think of. But speaking of stories, <laughs> good transition. Uh, this is off Nintendo Soup. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Xenoblade 3, and Splatoon 3 among winners of the 2022 Famitsu Game Awards, uh, which this was a week ago. So these were the games that came out in 2022 that they now decided won this year. This It makes sense, right? Yeah. And I don't think this is confusing to anyone. I know it's 2023, <laughs> but these are the games for 2022. Yeah. 
we'll go through we'll go we'll go through these uh so game of the year your choices were uh splatoon 3 uh elden ring scarlet and violet legends arceus and uh monster hunter rise sunbreak which is crazy that two pokemon games were considered for game of the year from famitsu uh the winner was elden ring i don't think that's a surprise i don't think that's a surprise surprise there (laughs) i don't think anybody's surprised The most valuable creator, uh, we have Game Freak, Nintendo's Splatoon 3 dev team, uh, Yoshida, uh, the Heaven Burns Red team. I'm actually not sure who that is. Uh, and then From Software, From Software 1, um, if From Software makes Elden Ring. <laughs> Best scenario, I don't know what the rules here were, uh, but the choices were Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Xenoblade 3, and Heaven's Burn Red, and uh, Scarlet and Violet 1 Best Scenario. Not a hundred percent sure what that means. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's. I think we would translate it into story. Yeah, I think that that's what it was. I was seeing people saying that Scarlet and Violet won best story. Oh, okay. I why was there only three choices? I don't know what Famitsu is putting. On this. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how the choices were made. Like, I don't. So. I don't get why, like God of War or horizon forbidden west would not also be considered under best story i think that they may have been considered but it looks like from the link we are using from the show notes that these are all winners and that there is a top winner and then maybe maybe uh special awards or runners of something like that yeah runners up uh best graphics you have horizon forbidden west god of war the winner is elden ring um, best music, Scarlet and Violet was considered for this. Xenoblade 3, the winner was Heaven's Heaven Burns Red. Uh, best actor, those are a bunch of names I can't say. Uh, Aqua Minito from Aquarium was best actor. Uh, best voice actor, that was uh, Tomori from Heaven's Burns Red. Best character, uh, we have somebody from Heaven Burns Red. We have Kirby. From Kirby and the Forgotten Land, if you didn't know what game Kirby was from. And then uh, the winner was Pepper from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. That translates to Arvin. Why didn't we get the name Pepper? Pepper's such a good (laughs) name. (laughs) Which, is there another character that would win best character in in that game? Like in Scarlet and Violet? Yeah. I'd put Penny up there, but. Yeah, Penny had a pretty good storyline. Yeah. But Arvin's hit different. Arvin's storyline is what we call Oscar bait movies. It was the same, yeah. like, sad and, <laughs> you know, like, actors go for these things that are but will make people cry so they can bag an Oscar. Yeah. So Arvin's storyline is the reason that I really enjoyed the open world and being able to choose the order you went in. When I played the game in the beginning, when Arvin was just being a jerk to everyone... My thought process was, okay, you're rude. I'm not going to do anything you want me to do. I am going to go through all of the other things this game is asking me to do and not do the Titans because you're rude. (laughs) And so I was just going around and doing the gyms and doing the Team Star. When I passed Cloth and Arvin called me to say, hey, this Pokemon's nearby. I was right there. I took a picture of it, just smiling with it. And (laughs) and basically said, nope, I am not doing this for you. I am going the other way. And so I kept playing this way. And that was the way I was playing the game. And this is why I loved having this open world option, because 
Arvin was rude, I was ignoring him, and then I came across someone in the library who was saying that Arvin had had a really hard year. And that got me interested in his character. And that got me to start doing the Titans. And that got me to learn more about Arvin's story. And so that was maybe the best part of Scarlet and Violet for me, was that I had the option to say, no, I'm not going to do this storyline. You're rude. And then I surprised discovered that, which I guess was everybody's experience to a certain extent, but I kind of took it a step farther because <laughs> I really didn't like Arvin in the beginning. Ultimately, I feel like he had a great storyline. Yeah, I think the uh, second time through Scarlet and Violet for me, I, I appreciate Nimona a lot more. Of She's, like, She is exactly who she <laughs> says she is. She, yeah, Nimona's it, great. I know people are, I, I know, again, the consensus is like, I, I, why does the rival pick the thing weak to me? But like, Nimona's, she states her reason why she does yeah. that. She like wants she to make it as hard as possible for her because she's already a champion. Like, she's, <laughs> she's literally like us playing at 10 years old and now being an adult thinking like, how can I pr make a challenge for yeah. myself? And she yeah. does that in this game. And it's like, it's it's more obvious the second time through that she's trying to like make things difficult for herself using you as that tool but also still trying to have fun. Yeah. Which is like I feel like the like the definition of a nuzlocke like you're trying yeah, to make things hard for you but you still want to have fun doing it. Yeah, she's definitely a nuzlocker. <laughs> I really like her. She's great. Uh, best online game, uh, Genshin Impact, Splatoon 3. Winner was Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, best action game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Winner was Splatoon 3. Best action adventure game, God of War. Forbidden Horizon, Forbidden West. Winner was Sonic Frontiers, which I heard was also really buggy and glitchy. Um, but, you know, Sonic fans, they'll take anything. Best adventure winner was... Uh, a Centennial Case. I never heard of that game. Best RPG. Uh, Xenoblade 3 won. Uh, the other two were Elden Ring and Scarlet and Violet. Best app game. Heaven Burns Red. I still don't know this Heaven Burns Red. I don't game. know what it's, this game It's is. winning a lot, though. So, um, Best indie game. Vampire Sur Survivors. Needy Girl or Stray. Stray won. Esports game was Valorant. Best uh, horror game was Night Alone. Most anticipated game was Tears of the Kingdom. There was a special award to uh, Seven Days to End With You. And there was a magical, magical, lovely award to Persona 5 Royale. Legends didn't win anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, Too much Scar time had passed. Yeah, Scarlet and Violet won quite a few uh, awards, which is, you know, cool. I'm reading about Heaven Burns Red. Is it not your type it's of game? An, well, Heaven's Burns Red is a turn-based role-playing game, which is my thing, in which okay. a player can assemble a team of six out of 48 available girls and fight against an extraterrestrial beings known as Cancer. So it's like Genshin Impact? <laughs> kind of. I don't... Alrighty, then. I, I mean, I think there's dudes in Genshin Impact. Anytime I watch somebody play Genshin Impact, yeah, there, are always... there are definitely dudes in Genshin Impact. <laughs> Trust me that there are, for the little that I played. No surprise with like Elden Ring winning game no. of the year last year, though. No, I mean, I I feel like Pokemon winning this is like that actress that's always up for 
wars but never wins and then finally they're like it's been so many years and this was better than everything else you've done so we're going to give you the word because you may never come back around <laughs> to this type of performance again you don't have a history of doing it but everybody loves your games so we're going to do it now because we can kind of justify it we do not ever expect you to do this again I mean, I, I I do expect them to do this again. Yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying that I would be okay if they, you know, maybe scaled it back a little bit and <laughs> we're a little bit less ambitious so that things work a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, there's supposed to be uh, an update at the end of April, so that's you know still a month away. You know, with the egg thing with Walking Wake and. Iron leaves will be fixed this time around. Hannah, do we have do we have a uh, uh, your save data has been deleted update? We haven't really heard very much. I know that a couple of people who have had their save data uh, made inaccessible have gotten calls from Nintendo reps, like calls back saying they're working on it. Mm. But I don't think there's been any progress made for a couple of weeks. since. Yeah, there hasn't been like a hundred more people to add to it. People have kept getting it. Like I checked before we started recording, there was someone 45 minutes ago who commented on that post saying they just they just had it happen. So it's it's still happening. Yes, I, I'm still under the impression that it only happens though when you freshly update. Like that I don't, does not appear to be the case. I did think. they update like two weeks ago and they were like, oh, now yeah. it happened? Um. Possibly. this The most recent person is saying that this was the first time they had properly closed the game since starting it about a month ago. Got it. So this may have been the first time they had saved and closed since updating. Yeah. Because that's when it seems to happen, is when yeah. you... Save and close the game, and then you try to open it up again, and you can't. Correct. Which would make sense. So, like, I think our... our I think the, the, the internet's theory... I shouldn't say our theory. I think everyone speculated this, is if you have if you have saved and closed your game and opened it back up, you, you sound fine. I don't know if that's 100%, but it's but, definitely higher yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I post things on Instagram and people are like, I'm not playing the game because I don't want to lose my data. And it's like... It's been long enough at this point that I can't worry about it to that extent yeah. anymore. I want to play like, this okay. game. Yeah. You would you would have to you would have to have had your game running and not play anything else. Like I, I still I like we there's you if if you have closed out the game and switched to another game, I, I guess maybe like not opening the game isn't going to like solve the problem because if the game has saved improperly that damage is already done when you've closed the game. That's why it's not going to reopen because there's a corruption there that like somehow the update didn't get installed or somehow when you say like it's the whole like don't turn the game off when saving like we are saving right now. Please don't power the game off. Like yeah. something along that lines has happened. So it's almost like the it's almost like uh you know, you know, you have no money in your bank account, but you ref- you're just not going to open your bank account to look. But like, it does seem to be kind of that way. And unless the fix that they hopefully eventually will find uh, does reverse it for the players that have already had it happen, then if you're someone who was going to have it happen anyways, and you're just not saving and turning off your game because of it, then you're probably not going to get it back either way. Right. 
but maybe you can keep your game on till Pokemon Bank comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Never no, shut you it have to, off. You have to turn your <laughs> game off to leave to that app. Yeah, I don't know. There's no good solution. <laughs> I think I think it's mostly safe to keep playing the game. I am still pretty skeptical of of the Go connection. But again, like a, a hundred people out of twenty three million is so astronomically yeah. tiny. It yeah. is tiny. Yeah. It is tiny, tiny. Like, there are probably more people who have lost their, like, Fallout 4 data or their Elder Scrolls data than than any of these Pokemon fans. You ever play a Bethesda game? The fact that those things turn on is a miracle. <laughs> have I played a Bethesda game? Have you? I feel like you I would like... I don't know that I, I have. I feel I like you would I like a Beth- I feel like you would like, like, an Elden... <laughs> or not a Elden... Well, uh, <laughs> Elder Scrolls or something? Oh, I have. I did try to play like Morrowind, one of the Skyrims, and I did not. Mm. One of my little brothers gave me Skyrim for my birthday once on an old computer where I opened it up and it froze my entire computer and I could never open the game again. So solid. That was never an option for me. <laughs> solid, solid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you. Uh, you know, after uh, Community Day. Yeah, because I think uh, Greg and Will left. Oh, yeah, because yeah, we did. We did the. We there were some golden lures. Yeah, so and we, we went and got mm-hmm. them. So, so and then so, I'm like, so, I'm tired. I've been up since when when 10, you when you both Will. left. More golden lures went up. You know, the people at Mall America are still playing Scarlet and Violet because they're popping lures. <laughs> 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 and, to and think- community day is the best time to do that. Uh, and we were wrong. Uh, I was wrong. Sorry. Um, you can only hold one golden lure at a time. Um, the YouTube comments verified that for us. So thank you, YouTube. I forgot to say this last week, but we're doing a giveaway for a Pokemon OLED switch. Wait, Pokemon Nintendo switch OLED model. There you go. Uh, it was lost in the mail and then UPS retrieved it and delivered it to my house. Cause delivering stuff is hard or reading addresses is hard who knows uh, but i got my switch to give to you all uh so if you would like to enter um that ends in like two weeks uh the link to that will be in the show notes or if you're watching on youtube it'll be the, the pinned comment um totally free to enter it is worldwide although if you are in like Italy and you win, I will just send you money to buy a Switch. I'm, I just do not want to deal with customs of shipping and then them holding it and then or it getting lost. If you live in like the North America, Canada, Mexico, United States, easy to ship that way. But I've had too many horror stories of it getting stuck in Australia customs because a kangaroo is like fighting somebody. Nintendo Switch. Um. If you're listening to the podcast version on Spotify or iTunes, thanks for making it to the end. If you want to review, feel free to. That really helps us out. Uh, there should be a, a bonus episode in the next week or two with Greg and I talking about Pokemon Unite. So that's exciting. Uh, but otherwise, uh, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you for making it to the end. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. We'll eventually get to see the end of Ash Ketchum's story. Super effective. No, we won't. <laughs> he do, we don't see it now. He just leaves. He just walks into the sunset. He'll be back.
This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers of the episode, starting with Stephen, Kay, William, Tony, Stuart, Ryan, Nate, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Jessica, Gray, Courtney, Chris, Brian, Anthony, and our executive producers of Spencer and Brady. Thank you so much for the continued support. If you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. That is patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. And you can sign up to get a bunch of rewards, including having your name read at the end of the episode. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.